0: This is Jalen for Dobbs, where tire buying is easy. At GoToDobbs.com, shop brands, sizes, pricing, and our amazing deals. With 40-plus locations, get same-day install.
1: For tires, it's Dobbs. For deals you can use, click on GoToDobbs.com now. Time now for the balloon party on the Tim McKernan Podcast. Presented by Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers on 101 ESPN.
2: Yes, yes. Welcome to It's Balloon Party, driven by Mung and S. Burkhardt, Alton Toyota, 101 ESPN, and the 101 ESPN YouTube channel. My name is Tim McKernan, and if you're watching, the gentleman with the thick, luscious hair is Jackson Burkett. You know, we've always said regarding uh, TMA, and I've got the TMA rooster hoodie on today, uh, ours is the type of presentation where friends feel free to drop by at any time. That's right, Tim. And I'm getting ready here, and I have Jack- Jackson's Captain's Log for today's edition of Balloon Party in front of me, because this is a, a well-oiled machine, and I know it might come off as improv with no preparation, and while that might be a, a dead-on read, uh, I, Jackson still has a meticulous Captain's Log that features today's thoroughfare Thursday.
3: Yeah, I actually write out a script every day. And I'm
2: reading from it on the
3: prompter. Yeah, and so I hand it to Tim, and you know I give him some wiggle room on syllables, but... Every word. Is
2: Otherwise, that, this yeah. just, just to stay on the
3: clock. Right. <laughs> and Benji Molina just walked in. Yeah, I like that. And
2: I think what he thought was somebody he knew and respected would be in the 101 ESPN studio. And then he's like, oh, who are these?
3: Yeah, just given an hour back to charity. Who are these
2: two guys? And he, and he pointed at the little rooster from uh-huh. the TMA logo on my hoodie, and he goes, ah, I like that.
3: It's a a handsome rooster. It's a handsome rooster.
2: But I think he's like, I think I'm in the wrong studio. Who are these people?
3: Right. And that's a fair question to ask. Right.
2: Who are these? The only way to know me is to get to my basement. (laughs) Because otherwise, I'm at work, I'm in my basement. I'm at work, I'm in my basement. I might hit the Cracker Barrel in Fenton. I'm in my basement. Chicken sandwich? Chicken sandwich, grilled sourdough, if you please. Steak fries, double them up for me.
3: Oh, two orders. Yeah,
2: yeah, it's winter. uh ladies and gentlemen jackson has a wonderful program prepared for you and uh you know i was just talking to randy Carricker as well who i think benji molina thought was going to be in here and then couldn't have been more disappointed by who was actually in here and uh and he said greg amsinger said on the opening drive that he thinks the cardinals are done until the trade deadline Damn. Which is which is not what I think. I just don't think that.
3: Well, it's cost me money already. Yeah, but you bought out of it.
2: Yeah, saved fifty percent on it. I just really don't. But I, but I mean, hey man, I think he knows what he's talking about.
3: Yeah. So I don't know. Hell, I don't know. Yeah, that's. Uh, I, just, I don't know. I w- you would think that they still have something. I mean, they need bullpen arms, but. And I didn't get a chance
2: to ask Randy this. Hey, uh, who's who's a Midnight Rider
3: in there? Yeah, Mike is right I there. I can't tell. He's if wearing the like beanie. Do you call it a toque? Uh, The Canadians do. I don't think he's listening, though. Oh, (laughs) He's he's like most of St. Louis.
2: (laughs) But did they talk about, I know you don't know because you were with me doing TMA, the article in the St. Louis Business Journal on Bailey's slash Diamond Sports. Uh, 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 Is Midnight Rider, I feel like now he left because he just doesn't want to have to deal with this.
3: (laughs) Well, hell, I don't know. You want me to go get Randy.
2: Sure. I'm gonna try. Well what if I drop an F bomb now? Well, there's no there's no there's no filter. I'll take the heat. Wow. This is a big mo you could cost this station. It's licensed right now. I mean I am I am without a net on one oh one ESPN. It's just me in the 101 ESPN studio by myself. Wasn't this a movie? Wasn't this airheads with Brandon Fraser? Was am I thinking of the right picture? Well either way, I feel like the lead today. And I know Jackson wants to, to preview the Blues and Sabres. I'll be there tonight. Jackson won't be watching it. He's going to act like he's going to, but I know he's not, which you can catch pregame right here on 101 ESPN at 6 p.m. Uh, I feel like the lead is this article in the St. Louis Business Journal. What Did they talk about it?
3: I, I don't know. I, uh, I thought you were going to. Well, I went out. Yeah, I'll throw it. Uh, I went to go out to go get Randy. But uh, he had vacated the hallway. It seemed like there was a lot what of commotion. About midnight Rider. It seems he is also vacated, and so uh, I think is there a fire in the building? No, I don't think. I sure hope not. It is warm in here. <laughs> I was about to say <laughs> it's gotten warm in here. I would imagine they talked about it. I mad, but I don't. I don't. I don't know. It was certainly the first question of my half and half here.
2: Oh, well, then let's just go right into the half and half, because I don't want to step on your half and half. Ladies and gentlemen, it's Thoroughfare Thursday. Here is Jackson's first question. It's also a half and half.
3: Yeah, what do you make of this Bally situation that's currently going on? How do you think it'll impact the Blues and Cardinals? How soon do you think we will find a resolution to this madness?
2: Okay, so I don't know. As of when I was doing TMA, I hadn't seen it on STL today. And I know... Not everyone subscribes to the St. Louis Business Journal, but if it's in the Post-Dispatch or if it's being tweeted about by people who cover the team or like Ben Fredrickson, Mm -hmm. Benjamin Hockman, um, people will be aware of it. But I haven't seen that yet. That doesn't mean that it hasn't been talked about, but what I'm saying is it may not be an obvious lead to the average person listening if it hasn't gotten to the post-dispatch or those who are active on St. Louis sports social media. Right. So that is why I am asking if it was discussed on uh, the opening drive, because you have to subscribe to the St. Louis Business Journal uh, in order to read it. Mm -hmm. To me, this is the lead. And I suppose the lead would just be, I can give it to you in the headline, Bally's may drop the Cardinals and Blues in late 2024.
3: Big deal. Yeah, it's a big headline.
2: Big deal. Big deal. Not just the Cardinals, Cardinals and the Blues in 2024. And you can read this uh, on the St. Louis Business Journal's website if you are a subscriber and because it is... Proprietary. I won't just read the whole thing. It's kind of like when I handle the athletic, or, you know, people, you know, they charge for this stuff. Um, and so uh, here's the headline Bankrupt broadcaster Bally Sports said it plans to drop regional sports broadcasts possibly in September 2024 20, as part of a wind down, according to reports, a move that would force two local pro franchises, the Cardinals and Blues, to find other television and streaming arrangements. The disclosure comes as parent Diamond Sports Group revealed in bankruptcy filings that its St. Louis subsidiary, Bally Sports Midwest, which broadcasts and streams the Cardinals and Blues games via television and in its app posted a net loss of $13.8 million for the nine months of 2023 that ended on September 30th. To give you a point of reference for comparing and why this is material, in 2022, Bally Sports Midwest reported a profit of $2.5 million. So you have approximately a $16.3 million swing from the black to the red. And that is how you arrive at, oh, crap, we might be pulling the plug in St. Louis, too. We've talked about the Arizona situation. We've talked about the San Diego situation. Uh, was it been Cincinnati or Cleveland?
3: Yeah, uh, I feel like Detroit. <laughs> uh,
2: did I already say Phoenix? I don't know. Anyway, it's been all over the place with sure. this Bally's thing. But the way that I think people thought it might go is the Cardinals were one of the more stable ones because the Cardinals are as popular as they are. But now part of the St. Louis sports business journal. They may be pulling the plug in September of 2024. And so you go into two key elements of this. I think the one that probably most people think about, if you are listening to this show, odds are you watch a good amount of Cardinals and blues games. Yep. And you go, well, then how am I going to watch the games? It's a great question. I don't have the answer. And then you also are most likely a fan of at least one of the teams, if not both of the teams. And then what you might not necessarily be thinking of right now, but I want to present to you is if, and specifically to the Cardinals, approximately $60 million in annual revenue comes from that television deal, how they will broadcast is one question, but how much they will generate now from television becomes a question that impacts what they can spend on the team that you see on the field. So whereas you may say, I don't really care about their finances, Bill DeWitt's a billionaire, it doesn't matter, he needs to spend the money, and I think a number of people think that way. I personally don't. Uh, Because businesses have an obligation to run for profit, and not just because you're rich, you lose money. That's not the way a business operates. But I know that's the way that some people see these things, that that is a problem. So let's say the Cardinals come up with their own network, and they are able to now bring in $30 million through television well, that means they used to get 60, now they're getting 30. So now they need to make up that other 30 somehow because they've lost $30 million. And to give context to that, we've been talking about the $200 million 40 man payroll target uh, for this offseason. That counts. They're not just going to lose $60 million because they'll bring in some for money. But the odds for the Cardinals and for all of the other teams around baseball as this regional sports network phenomenon comes to an end is that the total dollars coming in for organizations is going to lower. It will not be exclusive to the Cardinals. So then the bigger picture conversation is how does it impact major league salaries in general? And will you have some owners? And I always use Steve Cohen as an example at the Mets, a guy who strikes me as somebody who goes, I don't really care. I've got so much money losing a bunch of money doesn't matter to me because I just want to win a world championship. And hey, if that's what he wants to do, it's his money. And if he wants to lose it, that's great. Most people who get to that amount of money as their net worth don't operate that way. Or they don't necessarily stay up there if they're operating that way. But if in his mind he's like, I just want to be the guy who brought a world championship back to Queens. And so I'll I'll lose a couple hundred million dollars to do it because I'll still have a couple billion dollars afterwards. And it doesn't really matter all that much. Then so be it. You saw what he did with Scherzer and Verlander last year. So. That is why this story strikes me as being uh, quite important uh, to the conversation. And I have a gentleman who listens to this show who is a television executive, not in St. Louis, and he, but he does listen to Balloon Party. And uh, when I saw that link from St. Louis uh, Business Journal yesterday, I sent it to him, and this is what he wrote to me. I just don't see a way out of this minus an Apple, Amazon, Google Play who are so large that they can afford the loss on a deal and the heat of offering baseball on a paywall situation that will be extremely controversial for our national pastime to give you an idea of what that would be like. If indeed that is the way that baseball is distributed at some point in the near future, possibly as soon as 2025. So after this coming season, think of the MLS package on an Apple TV. Now I loved it. I loved it, but I'm also comfortable with streaming and accessing things on apple tv you know if you're in your 60s 70s 80s and you're used to just clicking on your cable and it's not there anymore what about that And then if you don't have a job where your obligation is to watch games and talk about them, are you going to be up for spending what it is to to watch Cardinals games? And so then that gets into this question. And I said, the fact that it hits St. Louis shows this thing might be in a death spiral. And he said, God, yes. The loss on sub fees alone is in the range of two hundred million dollars per year ad revenue is between 5 to 10% of RSN revenue. It's almost a rounding error versus the sub fees. And he said an option is an all-access cardinal station for $100 per month, I think he meant $100 per year because the MLS package on Apple was like $80 for the year.
3: I think it was a little bit more, but it was certainly not hundred, anywhere near 100 a month. Right. That would I thought into. it
2: was more, too. But either way, $100 per month, you're talking about $600, and that's going to rule out a hell of yeah. a lot of people. But let's just say it's $100 for the year. And he said, let's say you might get 200,000 subscribers, put a game on weekly over the air on KPLR, and maybe a pay-per-view game, Uh, For say $20 You'd make a ton of cash But the Cardinals would quickly become a niche product And lose virtually all of the casual fans So for those of you who are a hardcore Cardinal fan You go, okay, I don't need to deal with Baileys anymore And whether or not the app works And closing out windows It's worth it to me, $100 And maybe I won't subscribe to cable anymore Because of that That's worth it to me Fine I, I would imagine, again, if you're listening to 101 ESPN It may very well be worth it to you But the Cardinals did not become the Cardinals because of hardcore baseball fans. The Cardinals became the Cardinals in part because of KMOX and its regional reach in the early part of the 20th century. And then in addition to that, the fact that a Cardinal game is like a social event in St. Louis, as opposed to say, hey, if you lived in Miami, want to go to the Marlins game? People look at you like you're crazy. It's a different deal in St. Louis. But that's because of the casual fans. That's... That's what he's talking about with a niche product. And I said, so what's their best play? And he said, buy time and sell the challenge of the business model and set up for a full blown big change in 2025. He said, I'm curious to see if any MLB teams truly tighten their belts or they just whistle by the graveyard. And I said, I'm surprised the Cardinals aren't talking about it more. And he said, my guess is lawyers are telling them to keep mum. Uh, let's see how the free agent classes go. Maybe a lot of quality guys on minor league deals. So, With that, there you go. That, to me, is the lead because this impacts the Cardinals and the Blues. It impacts all of you listening. I would say all of you listening because you're likely Cardinals or Blues fans and how you watch the teams. And then it impacts how the teams go about doing their business. Chris Zimmerman is also quoted in the article, the Blues CEO, and he said uh, he is watching the situation closely. And he said uh, that includes Major League Soccer's deal with Apple TV with Zimmerman calling it, quote, the new model. Four of the five other Bally Sports entities that reported financial data in the bankruptcy filing posted net losses in the first nine months of the year. Those handle sports broadcasts for teams in Cincinnati, Kansas City, L.A., and San Diego. Only the entity in Florida, which handles broadcasts for the Marlins, Magic, and Panthers, reported a profit. And by the way, that's shocking to me. I was about to say. I mean, my God. Unless their expenses are so damn low that it's like, well, we couldn't help but profit. But holy crap. I mean, you give me a choice between those cities and then having the Marlins and Magic and Florida Panthers. But, you know.
3: second like in the East for the Magic. Uh, maybe
2: that's Probably the reasoning. Maybe, maybe, maybe that's the reasoning. So there it is. Your thoughts on that topic. 314 399 646 Just in general, I like to poll the audience, Jackson. Mm-hmm. And this would be in the text inbox and then in the YouTube chat. Are you watching more Cardinals and Blues than you were in, let's say, 2019? Nah, 2019 is not a good one to use because the Cardinals had a a run into the NLCS and the Blues uh, had their run for the, the cup. Let's say 2018. That's five years. Are you watching more Cardinals and Blues in 2018 than you are now? Less? or about the same amount. And think about it through the, you, you just, back in 2018, you could go to Fox Sports Midwest. Oh. Now it's a different deal. Your thoughts, 314-399-9646. You can just type in more, less, same, whether you be in the YouTube chat or in our Air Comfort Service text line at 314-399-9646. Tim and Jackson Burkett with you. More of the Thursday thoroughfare. This is Balloon Party on 101 ESPN.
1: We are right back to the balloon party on the Tim McKernan podcast, presented by Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers on 101 ESPN.
2: Yeah, welcome back. Jackson and I were a little delayed there because Dan Orlovsky is paying tribute to Daniel Day Lewis in the name of the father with the performance. He's, I mean, this guy is really worked up about the question that is criticism of josh allen unfair and i can understand how that would get anybody to the point that they are kneeling on the ground of the set and screaming at their three co-hosts that's
3: what he was doing he got if you're watching on youtube he got low in the stance and started you know the hand motion like you're really conveying something now
2: he's standing at the set and pointing at the table like Queen Latifah in the ladies' first video. Exactly. and I imagine that's a reference that about 94% of the audience gets. Uh, welcome back to Balloon Party. It's driven by Burke, Burkhardt, Alton Toyota. My name is Tim McKernan. That's Jackson Burkett. I posed the query to those of you in the audience. Just a simple one, Jackson. More or less, more the same. Are you watching more or less Cardinals and Blues than you were in 2018? And I would say we are probably in the 90 percent less category. As I it was scrolled through the Air Comfort Service text line, mm-hmm. and that stands to reason. Uh, people gave some uh, chose to elaborate as their their reasoning, which I appreciated. Uh, and that is uh, the a lot of people are YouTube TV customers. I'm a YouTube TV customer, but then I also pay for Spectrum. And if you have YouTube TV, you can't get it. Yep. So it's get pretty simple. Damn everything else. It's something else. Uh, and, uh, and then people just talking about the team's not being very good, so it's not worth it to them to deal with it. Yep. Or people also saying they just found that through COVID and when it was shut down that they didn't miss it as much. And so then they don't go out of their ways to pay for additional services that they otherwise wouldn't get. Now, if you are a Spectrum customer and you're 100% cable, this stuff has not affected you, I don't think. I don't think outside of that Spectrum yeah. chaos. But that was just with ESPN and Disney Channel. Right. So, you have been pretty safe. But this is all going down. Oh, yeah. Uh, And it's one of those things that I guess, you know, I mean, it's certainly not as big. I don't think, I don't maybe, I mean, nationally, it might be bigger. Locally, it's not as big as the the Rams moving. But I just remember starting in 2012 on TMA and then 13 and then 14 and 15. I mean, a week didn't go by that we didn't talk about the Rams Mm -hmm. moving. And the reason wasn't because it was a pleasant topic. It's an effing awful topic. Still is. But, you know, I felt a an ethical obligation if I'm hosting a show in St. Louis and an NFL team is going to move and it would be the second one in my lifetime I don't know what can supersede that with relation to importance in sports news and so you got to cover it. you got to talk about it, it might not be pleasant people not, might not like to hear it because you don't want to hear about something that is a negative but you know I, I am not running for office a lot of people want me to. Right. Not yet. A lot of people want me to. A lot of people want me to. But I'm not. So therefore, I'm going to tell you what is going on and what I think of it. And so, I um, mean, it's just an inconvenient fact that uh, a week before the vote in Houston, I was on the phone with Kevin Demoff at 11 o'clock at night. He's in New York. I'm in St. Louis in my chambers, a place you've spent many a night, Jackson. Mm-hmm. Uh, At this point, my wife was there, and that was awkward, because we were usually not in the same room. Yeah, yeah, well, she got over it. Right. And I got off the phone, and I go, son of a bitch, it's going to be the Rams and Chargers. Now, how did I come to that conclusion when the vote hadn't taken place yet? (laughs) So along those same lines, right now you go, I don't know. I'll be able to flip on the TV tonight and watch the Blues and Buffalo Sabres. And when opening day rolls around and Dylan sees, takes the ball like that. Thanks. I'll be able to watch the Cardinals and that's fine. That's like talking about the Rams in 2014, but Hey, if the storm is on the horizon, Just because it hasn't started to rain here yet doesn't mean we don't have a problem. And we have a problem. Uh, A hockey compadre of mine who worked on TMA, the nonling, texted me. And from the hockey fan perspective, he wrote, the CBA expires in 2026. I recall the NHL not only having to institute a salary cap, but also they had to roll back current salaries by a large percentage. Is this TV situation how MLB gets to a salary cap? And I said, that's a legit question because you might have a real spot with salaries if the TV world blows up as it looks like it's going to. And uh, he said, there is so much long-term money that's committed to top players. If the TV bottom falls out, it's going to be a mess. And that's exactly right. So then, if one wants to localize the story with what the news has been over the last eight days in St. Louis, you go... Alas, You see what I just did right there? I put up my tiny little... My fingers are so small, you might not be able to see them. Yeah, boy. In an alarming... Watch this. Alas!
3: (laughs) Surprised you can change the channel with that thing. (laughs) CBC guy comes over and does it. I said, maybe
2: that's why the Cardinals aren't handing out long-term contracts in the 2023 offseason. Maybe they're being responsible, not just because they're signing players who will be 50 in four years but because they don't want to be obligated to long-term contracts when this landscape is so uncertain your thoughts 314 399 it's also welcome in the youtube chat my name is tim mckernan and that's jackson burkett we will pivot to the final five questions of the little piddles thursday thoroughfare indeed indeed uh in the second half of the program this is balloon party on one espn
1: Right back to the Balloon Party on the Tim McKernan Podcast. Presented by Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers on 101 ESPN.
2: Second half of Balloon Party 101 ESPN and the 101 ESPN YouTube channel, very active in there. Uh, good to see Tommy Summers talking it over. Good question, too. How alarming would it be to walk into the restroom at Enterprise Center and see a guy with a hole saw and sander putting work on the stall divider? Thanks, Tom Summers. Hmm.
3: The word I would use for that is excitement.
2: Yeah, I agree. It'd be fun if I went in. You know, my six-year-old has the prostate of a 98-year-old, and, and he goes to the restroom when we go to a blues game over-under is three-and-a-half times because I tell him the games are only two periods during the week. Which they are. That's correct. And uh, that that way I can bolt like the wind. He's got Skewel in the morning. Mm-hmm. I've got to entertain millions on HD2. And so that's why we have that uh, two-period plan. But even in those two periods, I'll set the over-under tonight for you, Jackson. Three and a half, how many visits I go to the restroom for the Blues and the Sabres. And not for me, by the way. My prostate, wonderful. Mm -hmm. As you know. Right. Well aware. But my sons, my God, what is going on? I go, boy, we just were in there. And I'm like, okay, Blues aren't a power play. It's a good time to go. (sighs) No doubt. Jackson, what do we have here on the second half of Balloon Party with this half-and-half half thoroughfare device.
3: <laughs> that's a perfect way of describing it. Yeah. And I also have to say that I wish I could be like, oh, man, that's crazy. But I am also, I am like your son. I I My is prostate that right? is, is active. As, I saw Napoleon in the long weekend we had. Uh, a, good or bad? Bad. Oh, no! Oh, a lot. Um, two and a half hours, I think I peed three times.
2: Really? Yeah. You see it with a lady friend?
3: Mm-mm. Oh. I want to call. I don't. I didn't
2: Aaron, I already called. Tomorrow so might be a different.
3: Tomorrow might be a different story. Who knows? Walking. <laughs> whoa,
2: whoa, whoa! You're going to go see it again? God, no! I would never see.
3: Say... Unless they released a four-hour cut, then that I'll say it again. But so you
2: hated the movie, but you'd like them to add ninety minutes. It to felt It felt
3: incomplete. Felt incomplete. Okay. And Ridley Scott is known for second cuts. See Blade Runner. How tall do they have Joaquin Phoenix? Uh he's shorter than most of the people but not by like a crazy amount Mm. I'm not like a huge Joaquin Phoenix guy and why is that I think he like gets heralded as like this great actor and I don't think he's all that great watch this
1: June
3: (laughs) (laughs) he's great in, in Walk the Line and he's great in The Master outside of that I'm not all too high on him what about Parenthood uh, oh. Will Young, like you know, he's, he was a child actor at the time, so it's kind of tough.
2: Masturbating like a madman, though. Yeah,
3: yeah, he's great in Eight uh, Millimeter. Watch that one with your significant other this weekend. Nice recommendation. Uh, looking from a narrow perspective on the college football playoff, I hear often when CFP scenarios get discussed that Georgia is always attached to their current win streak, which is I believe twenty nine games, and that they are the two time defending national championship. Do you think it's right that Georgia gets that on their resume, or is this an example of the bias that goes along with the CFP selection committee?
2: Well, I would say it would be wrong because the team that won seventeen of those games is different mm-hmm. now. So that is a fun fact. But what you have now at this particular moment, and it finds it really kind of—I don't know—I guess bothers me is probably too strong of a term. But it's certainly disingenuous, is that I feel like depending on which school or conference you cover or talk about, you become like a lobbyist for them. Yeah. What the hell is that about? It's like, tra- I haven't listened to Danny Connell. I don't get a chance to as much as I'd like, like to. He uh-huh. used to quarterback Florida State. But my guess is he's real high on, and I get he went to Florida State, but he's real high on Florida State and probably saying the SEC is overrated. Paul Feinbaum is all over Alabama getting in if they beat Georgia and is adamant about it. And I got to tell you, and, and maybe that's the case. Maybe it is the case. But when you look at Georgia, excuse me, Alabama this year, if Alabama had the name Missouri, I don't think people would be like, boy, look how great this alabama team is right but because it's alabama they have some tight wins against some crap teams the arkansas the arkansas is one that people probably forgot or didn't even know happened that was homecoming in tuscaloosa yeah everybody knows about what happened on fourth and 31 five days ago in uh, auburn but you had the usf thing where they were fighting for their lives against usf the week after losing by 10 at home to texas uh, that game against LSU, uh, the night of Missouri-Georgia, Jaden Daniels had that team in position to win. He gets hurt, and Alabama pulls away. So I just I, I, I could absolutely see Alabama beating Georgia, by the way. The only game I look at and I go, oh, there's no chance, is Iowa beating Michigan. Yeah. But with that established, I just don't think that this is the Alabama team that most think of at least based on their resume that's what I'm saying now they beat Ole Miss by a couple of touchdowns and they beat LSU by a couple of touchdowns but it's important to contextualize that properly by saying the Heisman Trophy winner at least the guy who absolutely should be the Heisman Trophy winner uh, was hurt when the game was tied and didn't come back so I just think that that's Part of this disingenuous element of the conversation that people have decisions in their minds uh, that are rooted in biases. And then oftentimes broadcasters or writers are like doing the work of the conferences. And it's such a strange thing.
3: Well, you know, you and I have talked about how social media around college football has felt like politics in a way where if your team gets disrespected, so it would make sense that hand in hand. People covering it would treat it almost like politics, where there is like lobbying going on, and yeah. But if camps. you're working for a political campaign, at least you're getting money.
2: <laughs> what are you? What are you getting? I guess likes.
3: Yeah, I don't. I don't likes. I don't see like I get like from a fine bomb perspective because he works for SEC Network, and like I could see that by chance. But even then, it's the SEC. Like it is. It is going to be okay. Whether Georgia and Alabama get in both or not, you know, if one goes or the other.
2: The new talking point, and I don't like to call it talking point because obviously that makes it that has a negative connotation. But I hadn't heard this until Tuesday night with Kirk Herbstreit. And by the way, I agree with him: is that you can't tell me even if Georgia loses to Alabama that they're not one of the four best teams in the country, because barring Georgia, Michigan, Florida State, and Washington all winning you are going to have a one-loss team in that Final Four. Right. And it's highly unlikely that you have four undefeated teams or even, uh, or I should say, you won't have an undefeated team in there. In other words, there's going to be a one-loss team paired with an undefeated team. And I say that because I just don't see Michigan losing to Iowa. But for the record, I'll be polling for Iowa just for my amusement. So with that said, then you're going to have to evaluate a one-loss team against other one-loss teams. And of all those one-loss teams, only two will have played each other heads up. Or two matchups, I should say, with Texas, Alabama, and Oregon, and Washington. And so, it then becomes like you already know, based on who you are reading or who you are watching or listening to, where they're going to side. Yep. And I think I, th- I got to tell you, I think Herb Street does a really good job on that. I guess people know he went to Ohio State. I mean, it's been 30 years since he played there, but I think he does a really good job. And I think if he thinks Ohio State's worthy, he says it. But if he doesn't, he says it. You know, it, like, for example, Desmond Howard took a picture with Charles Woodson on the field pumping their fists. And hey, he has every right to do it. But you can't go, well, I guess Desmond Howard really gave his real feelings on the Harbaugh scandal or the Michigan Ohio State game. You know, I mean it's that's that's a little different program. And I think Herb Street does a, a good job of that. I think Ohio State may be one of the four best teams in the country. I really do. And it's just like they lost at the wrong time. But they may have lost to the best team in the country. Maybe. Yeah. So so it's it's one of those things where in a way, so much of this whole thing, if you are going to put teams based in on you know where they are with being undefeated versus one loss slash two losses, it's a lot, kind of a luck of the draw on the schedule. Yeah. You know, I mean, could Olmis and Lane Kiffin have gone into the year with knowing they had trips to Athens and Tuscaloosa going, this is our year? I mean, you know, you are in a tough spot. You better win all 10 of the other games, and they wound up playing another team that'll be in New Year's Six, likely anyway, in Tulane in New Orleans. Now, I know you don't look at a Tulane schedule and go, God, but right. it turns out. And, uh, and then you also probably going to have to win in Athens or in Tuscaloosa. That, I mean, that's, that's the hand that you're dealt with the schedule. So yeah. it's just something to keep an eye on. And Georgia's schedule next year is brutal and Alabama's is even worse.
3: Yeah, no doubt. And I, I, I heard the executive director, I've heard audio where it's they're the 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 language they're using is the four Boo Weekly. <laughs> Boo and I believe is the gentleman's <laughs> name. They're using the language of the four best, not the four most deserving. Right. And so that, but, Well, if that is indeed the case, then I understand it. I do
2: understand it, but I they gotta be bored outspoken about that because if that's
3: the case then it just strikes me it's like god what else could Florida State have done no you're not wrong but like and it's not like I'm a Florida State fan no but like imagine you take any of the teams that are still kind of in the mix for the college football playoff and you gave them Florida State's schedule do you think all of them are undefeated just like Florida State um maybe outside of Texas Texas I don't know I don't know I think
2: Texas is a Hell of a foot. I mean, Texas has. I mean, Texas is a drive from Dylan Gabriel of Oklahoma away from being undefeated themselves. Right. Texas, like Washington, has had some near death experiences. And that's along with a couple of Floridas, and then Florida has the injury. Florida State, I'm sorry. Uh, so that I, th- I think people. But, but if you think about national champions in college football, there is usually a constant. And that is, they don't just win. They'll have, a, they'll have one near death that you go, oh my God, like Nebraska, 97, Flea Kicker, Missouri. But the other 10 or 11 weeks, they are pounding teams, whether they be top 25 teams or the, the blood donors. And that's why people have a raised eyebrow toward Washington in particular, To a lesser extent, Texas, but I think that's the byproduct of them just beating the hell out of Texas Tech recently, so there's some recency bias. And also, to an extent, Florida State, which kind of fooled around with Pitt for a while and had a near-death experience earlier in the year with Clemson, but more so because of Jordan Travis's situation. And that's why I'm like, hey, Alabama's had a lot of near-death experiences this year, and I know it's Nick Saban still, but for whatever reason, we're just kind of going, wow, 4th and 31. You know, 4th and 31.1% of the time happens it happened to happen. Yeah. But Alabama hasn't been a dominating football team. For the record, I still say, I think they could beat Georgia on Saturday. Right. But if you are, if you are mind on who to, how to judge a college football team is by How they beat the hell out of teams That's why I think schools That have had some near-death experiences Get treated with skepticism And also I think there is an appetite To see the semifinals not have the blowouts That it has historically And the thought process is if Georgia plays Florida State It's almost like a bye Your thoughts 1047 in St. Louis Clarkson Jewelers time check You can text in 314-3999-646 Air Comfort Service text line And you are also welcome to participate in our YouTube chat Uh, We have a sportscaster really unhappy with another sports caster, and I want to play that for the audience and get your thoughts that's coming up next here on Balloon Party 101 ESPN
1: we're right back to the Balloon Party on the Tim McKernan podcast presented by Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers on 101 ESPN
0: welcome back
2: final segment of Balloon Party for Thursday November 30th 2023 Tim McKernan Jackson Burkett with you BK and Ferrario coming up here in about uh, seven minutes I just want to say, you know, I I realize uh, this show is really about Dan Orlovsky and our our fandom, but uh, Jackson makes the observation on ESPN that everybody wears a suit with Jordans and on the left television in the 101 ESPN studio, I was observing that and I go, how come he's not with Molly Querum and Stephen A. Smith because he was again he was on the floor complaining about something and then I went, and there's a television on the right side here in the studio, and I go, son of a bitch, Orlovsky's over there at the same time arguing with Stephen A. Smith and Molly Quorum.
3: That's how good the guy is. Yeah, he can be in two places He's at once. He's omnipresent. Yeah, giving multiple takes, possibly on different sides of the same That's take. That's exactly right. Man.
2: You know, you can talk about the era of Jack Buck and Harry Carey. But I'm going to talk about the era of Stephen A. Smith and Dan Orlowski, and I'll debate you. I'm Orlowski raised. Uh, Speaking of uh, sportscasters, uh, here is uh, Mad Dog, and he is not happy with uh, one particular sportscaster who a lot of people on social
0: media like. Uh, Here it is. Take a listen. Uh, Gus Johnson, the hype machine that he is. Please, when you broadcast the ball game, I don't need to hear about Maserati Marvin. Uh, number one and number two. That's not the greatest rivalry in sports history. Have you heard of the Yankees and the Red Sox, Giants and the Dodgers? Have you heard, How about Bears Packers? Have you heard about that? For crying out loud, don't don't put Michigan and Ohio State. It's not even better than North Carolina Duke, who play twice a year. So let's so let's be careful with the hype machine. Not uh, bother the hell out of me. Chris, they're playing once a year, both undefeated, with hundred thousand people in the building. That rivalry is not Yankees Red Sox. Sorry, it's not Yankees Red Sox. A hundred times a year, they play a thousand times a year. You have said it yourself. Enough already. And that's not when Yankees Red Sox. Sorry, no, That is, to compare to Michigan or Ohio State college football to Yankees and the Red Sox is is, is I'm not buying.
2: There it is. Uh, So what we wound up, when we played this on TMA, we wound up debating rivalries and rankings. I mean, the reality is if you're in the Northeast, college football isn't that big of a deal. Mm -hmm. And my analogy was if I went down to Birmingham and and said, hey, you guys remember when the Blues won the cup in 2019? They all look at me like, what in the hell are you talking about?
3: Right.
2: Um, But his criticism of Gus Johnson, I got to tell you, I've had Gus Johnson on the show I did with Jim Edmonds. Couldn't be nicer. But as far as the style goes, I'm not real big into the Fox Big Ten thing that they got going. Oh, big noon kickoff? The studio dais. That's, yeah, that's... With Urban Meyer, Brady Quinn, Reggie Bush, Matt Leinert. Mark Ingram pops up in there. I mean, you know, I'm not an investor in Fox. But if I were, I'd say, hey, you know, quarterly profits were down. Maybe we can subtract a couple of people. (sighs) From the big noon kickoff set. In addition, I think the Gus Johnson yelling was organic 20 years ago because he was calling NCAA tournament games that had ridiculous endings and then it became his thing and then he just started yelling for a second and seven conversion. But social media loves it and so it's become a thing that you love Gus Johnson when there is and I was watching the Ohio State Michigan game mm-hmm. and so help me, before I would switch back and forth to switch over to the Ohio State Michigan game, I'd have the four box going on YouTube oh, TV the quad box. which is the bee's knees, yeah. brother. And I go, okay, I'm gonna click on it, but I'm gonna lower the volume yeah. because unless it's a commercial, there's a good chance that Gus Johnson's yelling about a pedestrian play.
3: Down the sideline. <laughs>
2: My guess is you like Gus Johnson. And by the way, I like him as a guy. Sure. I don't like the yelling thing to me. It's like carrot top with props. All due respect to prop comics.
3: All due respect. No doubt. I, I, and before I give my like anybody opinion. anybody can yell. Yeah, no doubt. Before my opinion, I believe social media consensus has actually flipped on Gus. I think. No way. I think more people would actually be critical of his calls. Really? Yeah. Yeah. I think that social media consensus. The yeah, Mas- when Mar-
2: popularity, they become the enemy of social media. Bingo. Interesting. Good point.
3: I should have known that. Yeah, you know, that he rose at one point. And now now we got to take
2: him down. Uh, uh, now we got to take him down.
3: I like Gus. My Johnson. brother actually met Gus Johnson, and his wife said he was very rude.
2: Oh, retweet, retreat retweet. F off. Yeah. F the f
3: off. Yeah. So you like? You don't like? I do. I do. I like. I like distinctive style like that. And his is so uniquely How about his. I yell
2: throughout balloon party,
3: and the yelling part is my favorite. I but like when I just said that down the side, like I like that kind of flavor he puts into it. I kind of I, I don't know, it's distinctive. He when you hear him, it's not like oh who now you know it's Gus Johnson, and so I, I kind of like. I'm also a big fan of Bill Walton calling games, and I know he is far from people's favorite. So I have like some some niches niches, niches? nurse. I think it's nurse. I have some nurse. Correct. All right, fair
2: enough. Uh, Yeah, but Mad Dog with the uh, rivalry thing. I agree with the gentleman who was very worked up about it. Hmm, uh, Saying that the Yankees and Red Sox play a hundred times. That didn't work. And so then he increased it to the Yankees and Red Sox play a (laughs) thousand times a year. I like that debate style. Yeah. Make Mm -hmm. one thing up and then 10x it. Yeah. But uh, if you gave me just like straight up Ohio State, Michigan versus straight-up Yankees-Red Sox, I would take Ohio State-Michigan. But there was a time in the early 2000s when those two teams played in the playoffs all the time. Not all the time, but often three of five or six years uh, in the ALCS. And they had some signature moments in 2003 with Boone's home run in 2004 with Dave Roberts, Steele, and then the comeback from down 3-0, which then the Cardinals felt in the World Series. That that at that time, and also the off-season spending and competing for players like Alex Rodriguez, that was absolutely a monster. It, it, so it's it's also both teams have to be good at the same time. And I also made the observation that. If Missouri and Kansas were good at football like they were for that one brief moment in 2007 and were still in the same conference, it would be up there with the best rivalries of sports because that is actually rooted in the Civil War. I mean, that is is what that's about. That's what those team names are about. That's what the Reds. Socks that the, the border GIs, I mean, it is a that's a real thing with real hatred, in particular on the west side of Missouri and the eastern side of Kansas. But, you know, since one of them or both of them is usually a bucket of crap and now they're not in the same conference, it doesn't have the same thing. I think Auburn, Alabama is one I think of. I'm sure you're Duke, North Carolina. Yep. Uh, But Ohio State, Michigan, certainly live. All right, Jackson, I think it's Blues and Buffalo Sabres, and you're going to get to hear it tonight here on 101 ESPN. pregame at 6 p.m., BK and Ferrario. Up next for Jackson Burkett, I'm Tim McKernan. This has been Balloon Party, driven by Mungan S. Burkhardt, Alton Toyota on 101 ESPN, and on the 101 ESPN YouTube channel.
1: You've been listening to the Balloon Party on the Tim McKernan Podcast. Presented by Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers on 101
0: ESPN.